Situated in the dense tropical rainforest near the township of Babinda, lies a well-known tourist attraction called the Babinda Boulders, more commonly known as Devil's Pool, a legendary landscape of clear blue pools and large unique rock formations. It's no wonder why Devil's Pool has long been a popular swimming spot. It's truly an incredible place that people want to see and experience. However, what lurks in its mystery are the many disappearances and deaths since records started to be submitted in 1959. From then to now, in 2022, there have been 20 people who have gone missing or died at Devil's Pool. This infamous swimming spot is more than meets the eye. Due to the disturbing nature of this content, viewer discretion is advised. If you like your stories full of intrigue, whodunit, and unexplained true horror, then you made it. True Horror Podcast is all that. Pull up your bed covers, turn off the light, and get ready to hear the bizarre, the mortifying, and supernatural tales where you decide if there's truth in what you hear. Babinda Boulders is located at Babinda, approximately 65 kilometers from Cairns. The water holes are filled by several flowing creeks which stream down the foothills of the Bellenden Kerr Range. The official name for this swimming hole location is Babinda Boulders. The Devil's Pool is another section a little further downstream that can be accessed via a short walk from the same car park. Depending on the season, there might be fast flowing water or gentle streams. The water is crystal clear and perfect for swimming or cooling off in the searing tropical Cairns weather. It is one of nature's most beautiful swimming spots in the region. It's commonly referred to as the Cairns rock pools, even though it's quite a stretch from town. The track leading there is simply known as the Devil's Pool Walk, an approximately 700 metre track winding up through incredible rainforest terrain typical of the wet tropics region. Along the track, there are some excellent viewing points to watch the powerful flow of the river snake itself through the boulders. Even though it's a popular tourist spot with good reason, it is also now forbidden to swim at Devil's Pool. This is due to the fast-changing nature of the creek. It's fed by several branches on the Bellenden Kerr Range and water can take quite a while to reach this spot. As a result, it might suddenly flood with no warning. The Devil's Pool track ends at a wooden viewing platform with several signs warning people not to swim. The creeks in the surrounding area can also flood and turn to rapids with very little warning. However, this very spot was open to the public for swimming up until 23-year-old Tasmanian James Bennett drowned at Babindi Boulders in November 2008. It was then that Devil's Pool was declared a no-go zone. Bold signage can be seen throughout the area clearly stating the dangers and the previous deaths, yet still, since 2008, the toll continues to rise. As of December 2021, when the latest victim, a young local girl, drowned, making the total number of deaths 20. 
The pool is eerily deep with submerged rocks or logs, yet still people risk swimming there, despite the numerous warning signs. Many of the deaths have an unfortunately similar story of unexpected swimmers being dragged downstream from the Devil's Pool area in extreme conditions. Of the 20 deaths, all have been men apart from two women. The first woman to drown there was the pool's 18th victim, a young teenage girl, Madison Tan, who was ironically 18 at the time of her death in 2020. She was also the first victim since the death of James Bennett in 2008, when the council had begun to provide ample signage to warn visitors of the dangers. Madison Tam had been swimming with six others before the current pulled her downstream and into the Devil's Pool. She was sucked below the surface and her body was found a day later. It took a day for the divers and recovery crew to wade through the crystal clear waters and find the teenager who was from White Rock in southern Queensland. Others that have died there have been a Sydney businessman in 2006 and an Adelaide tourist also perished at the pool in 2004. One of the Devil's Pool's victims, Shannon Hoffman, aged 37, had been having an enjoyable time with his 32-year-old friend when Hoffman decided that the water looked calm and peaceful, not anything like the warning signs they'd seen on the way in. He got up and walked away from the campsite and down to the cluster of boulders, glancing back at his friend. Exchanging a wave, he quickly turned back to the water's edge so as not to see his friend warn him to not go in. It didn't look dangerous at all, and those others who drowned obviously were not as experienced as he was. Shannon heard his friend yell out to him, but he carried on, pulling off his tank top before he climbed a boulder and shallow dived into the pool. As he resurfaced, he waved his friend to come in. Surprisingly, he did follow. Evidently, the scorching can's afternoon sun was urging him to take a swim and leave the banks of the pool. When his friend began to approach, Shannon noticed that his friend had stopped swimming. The worried expression was obvious even from where Hoffman was. He turned his own head in the same direction his friend was looking upstream. The strong current was upon them and swept through, and as Shannon felt his body being pulled under, he saw his friend was able to reach safety. Shannon Hoffman never resurfaced. His last thoughts most likely thinking of his beloved 18-year-old daughter Tia, who he cherished and claimed to be what made him feel alive. Despite her coming of age, Hoffman thought of her as his little baby. Tia said the loss was debilitating. My dad's a hero. I, I, I just can't live without him. He, he could light up every room he walked in and he was the sunshine of my life. I'm, I'm broken. This is just one of the many stories that have made the infamous swimming hole and waterfall location riddled with controversy and unfortunate history. Of all the deaths that have been recorded, all of them have resulted from drowning. And while this may not seem unusual, and possibly even accept that such a seemingly beautiful terrain could easily turn harrowing when the creeks are flowing into rapids, however, the deaths have been known to be a curse. Many believe the high death numbers are related to the Dreamtime story of a young indigenous girl 
Ulana, who threw herself into the waters and died after being separated from her lover from another tribe. Her spirit is said to lure young men to their death. Numerous ghost stories circulated within Australia between the late 1820s and 1850s, the height of the convict era, but almost none were recorded. It was not until the 1870s that popular written accounts of ghosts and hauntings emerged. From the late 19th century, ghost stories became an established element of Australia's popular folklore. Tales evoking the terror and cruelty of the convict days were reported in newspapers and prominent stories. Certainly patterns of hauntings seem to correspond with convict sites and the pastoral and mining frontiers. However, the cultural backgrounds of the colonists, convicts and miners also influenced the development of an Australian ghost story tradition. Strong supernatural narrative traditions imported by Irish, Celtic and Chinese immigrants contributed to the emergence of vibrant ghost story cultures in some parts of the country. The growth of the Romantic and Spiritualist movements between the late 19th and early 20th centuries fueled interest in ghost stories amongst the urban middle class. Yet they are a mythology that reminds us time and time again of the wrongs committed in our shared history. They are tragic, frightening tales that evoke a sense of unsettledness, a discomfort about our relationship to place and history. However, for the Aboriginal people of Australia, who have resided there long before the white settlers, use dream time as a way to explain certain phenomena. The dream time is a commonly used term for describing important features of Aboriginal spiritual beliefs and existence. It is not generally well understood by non-Indigenous people. Aboriginals believe that the dream time was way back at the very beginning. The land and the people were created by the spirits. They made the rivers, streams, waterholes, the land, hills, rocks, plants and animals. It is believed that the spirits gave them their hunting tools and each tribe its land, their totems and their dreaming. The Aboriginals believe that the entire world was made by their ancestors way back in the very beginning of time, the dream time. The ancestors made particular sites to show the Aboriginal people which places were to be sacred. The Aboriginals performed ritual ceremonies and customary songs near the sacred sites to please the ancestral spirits and to keep themselves alive. Distinct tribes had different philosophies and beliefs about the ancestors who made the world. Some believed that the ancestors were animal spirits. Others in parts of Arnhem Land in the Northern Territory believed the ancestors were huge snakes. In other places, the spirit who created the world were believed to be the Wanajinya. Dreamtime is the foundation of Aboriginal religion and culture. It dates back 65,000 years. It is the story of events that have happened, how the universe came to be, how humans were created and how their creator intended for humans to function within the world as they knew it. Aboriginal people understand the dream time as a beginning that never ended. They held the belief that the dream time is a period on a continuum of past, present and future. The Aborigines learned about their beginnings through their dream time creation folklores that told of the momentous actions of the creators. 
the myths were the foundation of Aboriginal society and provided certainty about existence. The Australian Aborigines believed that the land they occupied was once not in existence like it is today. It was free from form or life, an empty space. They unquestionably believed that this was the way things once were because the ancestors had said so and they would never doubt their word. It was during what has become known as the dream time, the land, mountains, hills, rivers, plants, life forms, both animal and human, and sky above were formed by the actions of mysterious and supernatural spirits. During the dream time, the creators made men, women and animals, declared the laws of the land and how people were to behave to one another, the customs of food supply and distribution, the rituals of initiation, the ceremonies of death which are required to be performed so that the spirit of the dead travels peacefully to his or her spirit place and the laws of marriage. Some dreamings told of the mythical creatures disappearing. They believe that the creators disappeared from the sight of mere mortals but continue to live in secret places. Some lived in the tribe's territory in rock crevices, trees and water holes. Others went up into the sky above as heavenly bodies. Others changed into, or perhaps became, natural forces such as wind, rain, thunder and lightning. It is believed that many of the creators continued to live on the land or in the sky above watching over them. These supernatural, enigmatic creatures were often referred to as men and women who had the ability to change shape into animals and other creatures such as the rainbow serpent. There are also stories of heroes, heroines and father and mother figures. The dream time may be difficult for many of us to understand, but it is part of who the Aboriginal people are, the very essence and the reason for being here. It is all-encompassing and will forever be at the centre of their existence as a people. It's known by local Indigenous people as the washing machine, a beautiful pool in tropical rainforest that legend has it is cursed and has become a tourist death trap. The undercurrent has been described as a washing machine which sucks people under and makes it near impossible for them to swim to safety. According to Aboriginal law, Babinda Boulders is haunted by the spirit of Ulana, a young woman from ancient times who drowned in that very spot. Legend has it that a long time ago, when the Yudinji tribe lived in the Babinda Valley, there was a tremendous upheaval that created these unusual shaped boulders with their foaming, rushing waters. In the tribe was Ulana, a very young, beautiful woman. Also in the tribe was Wurunu, a very old, wise and respected elder. It was decided that these two should be given in marriage to one another and so it was done. Some time later, a wandering tribe came through the valley and as was the friendly custom of the Yudinji tribe, they made the strangers welcome, inviting them to stay. In the visiting tribe was Daiga, a very handsome young man. All eyes were upon him for his grace and beauty. At first sight, Daiga and Ulana fell in love. So great was their strong attraction for each other, they arranged to meet secretly, knowing full well that their desire for each other would never be permitted. They ran away. 
Ulana knew she would never be able to return as she was rightfully married to Wurunu. They journeyed well up into the valley, spending wonderful happy days together, and they camped under Churichulum, near the water's edge. The two tribes had been searching for them, and it was at this spot they came upon the two lovers. The wandering tribesmen seized Daiga, forcing him away, calling out that they had been shamed and how they would travel far away and never return. The Yudinjis had also taken hold of Ulana and were dragging her back, forcing her to return to them to the rest of their tribe. Suddenly she broke away and violently flung herself forward into the gentle waters of the creek as she called and cried to Daiga to return to her. But the wandering tribe had gone and with them her handsome lover. Just at that very instant, Ulana struck the water. A tremendous upheaval occurred. The land shook with terror and sorrow as Ulana cried for her lost lover to come to her. Her anguished cries spilled out as rushing water came cascading over the whole area. Huge boulders were thrown up and she disappeared into them. Ulana seemed to become part of the stones as if to guard the very spot where it all happened. So it is to this very day her spirit remains. Some say that at times her anguished calls cry out calling her lover to return, and that wandering travellers should take care lest Ulana cause them too close to her beautiful waters, for she is forever searching for her own lost lover, and this must always be. Legend has it that Ulana's cries for her lost lover can still be heard and her image appears in the water. Legend says Ulana's spirit haunts Devil's Pool, luring men to the springs before dragging them underwater and to their deaths as part of her endless search for her lost love. This haunting seems to have carried through to modern times, and many believe that the unfortunate high death toll is due to the myth of this sacred Aboriginal site. Even though it is known as Devil's Pool, the local Aboriginals don't see it as being a place of evil, as the legend is built on a love story. While the Dreamtime tale could explain why out of the 20 people who have died there, eight of them were indeed men. Though this ancient folklore could also be coincidental that the high death toll and preference of men factor just comes down to Aussie blokes whose nature is to be daring. The dangerous strong currents and slippery boulders also would contribute to the high statistics. Even though the ghostly cries one might hear from the Devil's Pool, what creeps there could well be the ghost of lost and forbidden love. Do you believe this horror story to be true or not? You know what to do, that five-star review. Or you can swing by YouTube to comment and like. Now if you want to get more personal and scare me with your tales of horrors, Take a ride on the wild side and share them on my subreddit, True Horror Podcast. Until next time, remember that sometimes things you see in the shadows are more than just shadows. Shadows.